I am seated in everyone's heart and from me come remembrance, knowledge and forgetfulness. Therefore, although the Lord is present everywhere, He cannot be seen with ordinary eyes. As Arima says, the Lord is Ankulakshita Sana, no one can locate Him. This is the greatness of the Supreme Personality of God. Om Gyanati Kundasya Gyanandana Shalakaya Chakshurum Vitamjaya Tasma Shri Guru Vimaha Shri Chaitanya Amano Vishnam Sabitam Nena Bhutale Swanamrupa Kalamayam Dadati Swapalantikam He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dehamandu Vekantate Gopesha Gopika Kandarana Kandarasate Tapta Kanchana Jorangi Rade Vrindavaneshwari Vishwam Sudeve Yeah, 
Many times people can question that uh, uh, okay, even if you say Krishna Ram came, there is something for the world. What did Tortoise do for the world? Tortoise in Kalashan. What did one send it for the world? We recently heard Masai Kalash in the whole past time. So what what contribution did they do? It is a massive serious contribution. Samudra Mantan, the study of the question, made so many different objects, personalities appear. And if Purvandai was not there, that was not going to be possible. So Lord does come and, and assist or, or basically blesses with his own contribution uh, in the workings of the creation. So here, uh, Anupalakshita Sthana, this is a very important word that is that Shilpa speaks about in the purport. Where the Lord is very hard to really, it's very hard to locate where he is situated. But we know from scriptures that there are three features of the Supreme Lord in which he he either reciprocates or or basically displaces energies or displaces his Leela or or he, he personally deals with his devotees and that is all the living entity that is through Brahma, Paramatma and Bhagavan feature of this. So in Brahman feature he is the all-pervading uh, energy with the Brahma Jyoti which is throughout the spiritual side. And in Paramatma feature about which Shila Prabhupada speaks the maximum in the world world. And the Supreme Lord is their super soul presiding in every living entity side. And if you actually see uh, the, 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 the activity of the super soul is again an activity of pure compassion uh, and uh, mercy on the living entities where the Supreme Lord appears as the super soul with all the living entities and, and he is situated like the verse from the course 1861 Then Brahma this yantra, this body in which the living entity is, is stuck, if you say. The Supreme Lord is directing all the wanderings of the living entity. And, and he is a very close companion of the living entity within the, within the uh, heart, in the region of the heart, Hridhdeshan. Um, and what Supreme Lord does is that when the living entity is busy performing all the activities in this life, all the activities of enjoying the senses, all the activities of, of, of basically completely under the control of God's material nature, this form of the Supreme Lord remembers everything. This form of the Supreme Lord remembers everything what the living entity does and then based on the desire and the combination of the karma, what the living entity has performed, this, this form of the Supreme Lord grants next body and he is the witness to it. In the purport to that uh, 1861 purport, it's a very interesting point. He gives a very good example also. Prabhupada says, as soon as the living entity is placed in another body, uh, he has to work under the spell of that body's situation. Uh, a person's, the Prabhupada's example is amazing. He gives an example, a person seated in a high-speed motor car goes faster than the one seated in a slower car. Though the living entity is the Though the living entities, the driver may be the same, but because the body is different, they act differently. But who ordains it, who makes it happen, is one of the roles of the super soul. And 
if you remove this roller, it's supposed to go slowly, it's out of the picture, then this very important role or this very important change which we all go through, how will it happen? Uh, that's why it's a very crucial role the super soul plays. Um, similarly, by the order of the super soul, Prabhupada continues, material nature fashions a particular type of body to a particular type of living entity so that he may work according to his past desire. How, how, and, 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 and we, this is not few thousand of living entities the super is dealing with. This is unlimited living entities practically. The number is so, the number is so huge that the Supreme Lord has to deal with all the living entities, remember what they have done, what desires they have, and then based on that, grant the body. It's, it's in, in human calculation, it's, it's unfathomable. This is it's just not possible to even understand how it happens. And, and, and that leads to the atheistic people uh, call it as myth. That what super soul is in the heart, remembering all the activities, this is one person who is first of all in everything in his heart, which is uncountable. And then he remembers the, the unlimited desires that one living entity has in one life. And then he records it. And then based on the desire of that living entity, he grants the next body. And, and so this is not theory. Because it's beyond human calculation. And this is why the Supreme Lord is, is the word used is Anupalakshita-sthana. When, when you cannot locate him, you cannot discern his activities, his movements, is how, how will you how will you understand the, the way he works, his potency, his shakti. And Prabhupada says in the Bhagavad, this is the greatness of the Supreme Personality of God. So, very difficult, very difficult for someone who doesn't have, have uh, faith, faith based on scriptures, faith, faith based on one's personal realization on the path of spiritual practices. It's very difficult to even fathom it. That someone is calculating it all for us and very perfectly gives us. Sometimes on this one time I was on Swanson Street uh, and one, one Christian person stopped me. And you know sometimes they, they are known to waste their time and time because they don't want you to distribute books. So he was talking and I was doing the first second time on the street and I didn't know that later he was told me just move on. And uh, he started discussing all this philosophy, the founder of karma, this, this uh, who, who makes sure what good or bad result you get. And then after full argument, then I just asked him a simple question, then what is your answer? What, what decides for someone to enjoy or suffer? And the only thing he could say was good luck and bad luck. And I said, such a complicated structure is there which is so many desires and then based on that there is activities that you have done which are dharma and someone is calculating and we get the perfect body based on our desire and our perfect reaction based on what we have done in the past and he is saying it's good and bad luck everything is just by chance so, so how it's all working and as soon as I came to this good luck bad luck and started questioning it then only the dharma session finished and he, he, he had to leave because then how do you answer it? If you don't understand this aspect of the super soul, how do you answer 
that, that what's taking place, what's making it all happen. So, a uh, very amazing aspect of the Supreme Lord, Super Soul. Mm. And that's why, because he is witnessing everything, everything, uh, can, nothing can be hidden from the Supreme Lord. And, you know, um, before coming to London, this is 2005, uh, I was attending some course and there was one boy with us. And, and this boy very often, if he has to do something wrong, if he has to go and smoke or drink something, away from the teacher, away from public, he would make one statement. Jangal Mohana Chakisade. If a peacock dances in the forest, who is watching? It's a saying in, in Hindi. If a peacock dances in the forest, who watches? So hide and do. Basically, you hide and do what you want. Who is watching? But this, this, this aspect of the Supreme Lord is the witness. And, and that's why, that's why um, it's very important to rectify one's intentions uh, and one's desire consciously. Um, this is just, I was just while preparing this was, this was a very striking point that just made me. That how can we hide from the Supreme Lord? He knows it. And the person who has to be the result, if I cannot hide from him, then who am I trying to hide from? I can hide from many people, but they are not going to give the result anyways. It's the Supreme Lord who is going to give the result. So why am I hiding? Why am I thinking? Like, it's my illusion that I think that I can hide or run away from him and don't try and work on my internal tsunami, my internal chaos, consciously. Uh, and that's why Pandi Vodik was mentioning, uh, he was quoting his book and he was saying that one should be very conscious about what is the driving engine in one's bhakti. That means what is the inner engine, inner core, inner desire which is, which is directing one's external bhakti practices. And, and it's a very striking point that, that what is my driving engine? It's a question which all devotees can ask uh, or should ask oneself that what's making me do what I do or at least externally what appears me making to making act to act in such a way I come into the Dilakor or I may be national or whatever but what's making me do that is a question we ask ourselves because Supreme Lord knows it and he is the one who is going to give the result so can't hide uh, so I was, I was thinking on that, there is such a striking point that uh, uh, can't hide from the Supreme Lord. And then in 1515, Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, It's me who is seated in everyone's heart, and I am giving you all the remembrance, knowledge, and forgetfulness. So, very important that, that at least our slate is clear in front of the Supreme Lord. At least, at least our our, uh, at least when we face the Supreme Lord, it's, uh, <coughs> it's very clear. Uh, and our intentions and our desires are very clear. And if it's not clear, then one can work for it, of course. And, you know, in 1861, in that purport, uh, when Prabhupada explains this aspect of the Supreme Lord, then he very emphatically states towards the end. Therefore, one must surrender to him. Because he will live. Mm-hmm. And immediately the next verse, Krishna himself says, 
he is having some torch in his hand and he is doing fishing. So the boat is considered as Kaliya's body. The boatman is Krishna and the torch they are seeing is as food of Kaliya. So this is the Krishna they are watching basically. <laughs> and then and so there is another point he was making. But then these devotees, they came, they said to the you can see Krishna. We can see Krishna, right? We are watching you. And then they did said, oh Vishnu, Vishnu, no call Krishna, I think more power. But if you are making a point, Prabhupada says that Prabhupada, Chaitanya actually making this point referring to scriptures, because according to scripture, Krishna appeared in Kali Yuga, not in Kali Yuga. He never appears himself in Kali Yuga. In Kali Yuga, he is covered. And what is that covered form? That is Chaitanya so Krishna himself never appears. But some cases we have seen Krishna showing his form. That is, we see we were in the past in Mahamadu Puri when Krishna came and gave milk. In Ragnadas Sarku's past time we saw how Radharani herself came to cover Ragnadas head. Uh, in past time we were in the Again Krishna was coming as a covered body to give milk. So some these past times we hear, but how does is that? Uh, and some other great personalities would have seen Krishna. So, uh, and this is this is this is the greatness of the Supreme Lord that even though he is present in the spiritual world by his potency, by his shakti, he can be everywhere. A classic example is Kulak Maharaj. He is in the pillar or appeared from the pillar. But that takes a bit of realization uh, for, for a devotee to, to come up to. And, and, and it's not easy. It's not easy to actually actually see Krishna everywhere. Now I was reading recently some time back that book, Prabhupada's book, Ayurveda. And and in that book there is a massive fight that devotees went through to, to basically acquire the Bombay land. <coughs> it, is, it is so intense that while reading you yourself are in the fight and you will you, you, really uh, sympathize in and you can really feel how much devotees have to go through. And, and once before also I was mentioning that every single devotee and every single donor uh, this this is the which is Prabhupada and everyone like he was on one side and everyone else on one side and later when after so many years of fight they acquired the land and the temple was really the temple was established see the Prabhupada read his heart to his, to his disciples that everyone thought that I am overly attached to this place some people thought that I am old now some people sometimes disciples committed that Prabhupada knows he has done a mistake, but because he is old, he is rigid, he is not accepting his mistake. <laughs> so they, they, they came to this conclusion. Uh, and they were offensive, but they, just, they, they still love Prabhupada's heart. They are still selfish to Prabhupada with their full heart. heart. But this, they came to that stage, behind the intensity they were going through, how much pressure they all had. And later when they acquired that Prabhupada revealed his heart and he said, he said that because I had promised Radharasthari that I will do this temple. Now a person outside 
if they see this, then why five, six years of crazy fighting? So much that hundreds of devotees have to suffer because two pieces of marble you were sent. You, there were two structures standing in front of you. They said, I will leave this temple, you just stay here. And you were just so hellbound to get a temple because in front of two marble pieces you said, I will leave the temple. If Prabhupada was not seeing Krishna in Radharasmajari, how can he take it so seriously? It is such a point actually. You see, if Prabhupada is not seeing Radha Krishna in the deity, why did he take his words so seriously that the whole movement, all the donors, 100%, I am saying, there was no one in support of Prabhupada in his initial decision. When they saw he wants it, then they thought, okay, because Guru wants, we also want. But no one actually wanted it. And, and Prabhupada really stuck to his words. And later he was telling the devotees, because I promised Krishna. So I was fulfilling my promise. And this is the vision of, of these devotees, these great personalities, who scan see Krishna. And there is and the Supreme also is quoted. And what Prabhupada said, when the success, they were the success, Shri Prabhupada said, Oh, you are disciples. All devotees, you were so sincerely working hard and praying, so Krishna fulfilled your desire. <laughs> but everyone came. It was Prabhupada's desire, and they were just trying to fulfill Prabhupada's desire. All the leaders, practically speaking, all the leaders left that project. And, and others wanted to leave, and Prabhupada was constantly telling them, No, you stay, no, you stay. And even new leaders were coming because it was so intense. And then later in the book, I found out that. that Prabhupada in one place makes a point. He said from 1970 to 1977, Prabhupada said, I have ignored the Western religion for this Mongol project. And in those seven years, 554 days Prabhupada stayed in Bombay. Because Prabhupada knew if this Bombay project becomes successful and he has promised Krishna that he will make it successful, that is gateway to religion. And Prabhupada said, I ignored the religion for this project. And towards the end, when Prabhupada uh, cannot walk, cannot move, and he practically initiated, he told the leaders there that please get this project going. Let me die peacefully now. I have worked so hard for this project. How, how much Prabhupada was serious? He was not attached to everything. He was attached to this constitution that I have. I, I have worked so hard to get this project done. Please complete it in front of me so that I can die peacefully. Uh, and we actually see how many amazing is this Prabhupada's relationship to Shantra. And the world is so bewildered that they understood this reciprocation this, this which Prabhupada was having with Krishna, Rather And and all the devotees who survived and thrived from this project because they were catching. This exchange with Prabhupada, and they were just trying to live up to that, and they were fulfilling Prabhupada's desire towards the deities. So, so, uh, but, but still, even though Prabhupada saw almost full completion, he didn't even see the opening of the temple, and the devotees were so hard for Prabhupada passed away in 1977 November, and two months later the temple was opened in January 1978. And devotees were in tears that all they, they couldn't get Prabhupada see the opening basically. Mm-hmm. But Prabhupada did see practically the major construction, the temple room, the 
is worship nicely and all. So this is this is uh, a pure devotee's vision. Uh, this is the, the vision of, of a devotee who who understands that yes, the supreme Lord in these three creatures will relate to a devotee, and then and then based on one's relationship, one connects to the supreme Lord. Because even though the greatness of the supreme Lord is that even though he is in the spiritual world and he never leaves the world in that one, through his expansions, he takes many incarnations. He is what he has in different different forms. And and you know, we have this, this classic example of Maharaj trying to catch up when he went to Dwarka to see all the house of palaces of Krishna, sixteen thousand hundred and palaces of Krishna trying to see. How is Krishna dealing with so many wives simultaneously? Naharmuni knew, but he is showing the world. And Naharmuni can travel with the spirit of the mind. So, so he goes to one palace, Krishna is with his wife eating. Another palace, Krishna's wife is hanging. Another palace, Krishna is spreading the hairs of the wife. Another palace, something else, something else. And Naharmuni watches after 16,100 palace when it's time for Krishna's assembly work at the world. All 6500 it comes out, becomes one Krishna and goes to the, to the palace. <laughs> so, uh, so Supreme Lord's greatness is like that. He can do it. But it does take some realization and faith. And we hear the very popular story of the cobbler and the Brahmana. Narayana approaching the cobbler and the Brahmana, both asking, what is the Supreme Lord doing? And when I will be able to come to this? And when Narayana told the Brahmana that God is trying to pass the elephant from the eye of the needle, it is too much for the Brahmana, too much of an innovation. There is like, oh, there is too much of greatness, he couldn't handle it. And he rejected it, and he is making service. And then Narayana said that, Lord said, actually, in 10 million lifetimes, you are not coming. He took Narayana in great loss. It is lying. It's not possible. How can everyone pass through the middle? And the same problem when he hears this, for him it is how what my Lord can do it. It's possible for the Supreme Lord to do it. So the difference is if you if you the difference is very clear, the difference is realization. It's not just blind faith. It's a realization. And Nadu mentioned it. And he asked, how do you how do you come to this conclusion? Why do you say that yes, elephant is passing to the right of the little? He said, why not? You see uh, a tree in such a small seed, a massive tree that the Lord can put. Why not elephant can pass to the right of the little? So th- these are the these are some realizations based on one's practice that a devotee uh, achieves. And 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 uh, you know the verse, the popular verse. That is the key for this realization that that means practice of pure devotional service. The practice of pure devotional service has to be free from any material desire, any material desire whatsoever. And there should be no traces of jnana and karma in those practices. And one has to one has to serve Krishna in favor of That is Bhutan That is great devotion. So if that is practiced, that means everything done just for the pleasure of Krishna. 
everything just for the pleasure of Krishna, then this realization is possible. And of course, it is gradually achieved. One cannot go on and do it. And in that book, there is another pastime. It's included mind boggling that pastime. When I read it, I immediately went to the book and said, Oh, what is this pastime? It took me some time to really see things. It's a very strong statement Shri Prabhupada makes. One man asked Shri Prabhupada, What do we do in case when we see a man drowning? <laughs> what should we do when we see someone drowning? I said, What should we do? Prabhupada said, As devotees, we don't interfere in people's dharma. Let him drown. It's a strong statement, actually. But then Prabhupada, because he, his vision, actually you will appreciate Prabhupada's vision if you really can understand this in the next level. Prabhupada said that, but if he doesn't save the man from drowning, people will criticize that, oh, he is a devotee and he let him drown. So for local so for, for the public opinion, and that should not go against Krishna. So for the pleasure of Krishna, we go and save the man. Otherwise, a devotee, Prabhupada said, otherwise a devotee is not interested in interfering because karma. Then he quotes this verse, not interested to deal with karma. Yeah, people karma. <laughs> very very uh, for me it really to I, I had to close the book and I had to start sit and think what it means. And but but more you think on this, and there are many later past and Prabhupada stresses on a similar point, is that a building does everything for the pleasure of Krishna. He will save a man drowning if he pleases Krishna. Otherwise he won't interfere in the workings of the material nature. Very very passion actually. Uh, so uh, but we are not on that stage where where we are completely no material desire, no attachment to sense education, not not at all, completely working for the pleasure of Krishna. Completely, not at all, it's not at all. We are not in that stage. There's so many, there's so many uh, traces of material desires in it. And, and for us to come to the stage to practice the Jannah Vilashita verse, to, for us to practice uh, hearing, chanting, worshiping the deities, the five prime uh, methods of, of perfection, meditation, bhagavatam, hearing the holy names, reading the no, reading the sun, hearing the holy names, associating with devotees, worshiping the deities and residing in the holy town. Uh, it may not be immediately practical because too many material desires are there. You know, the other day we were discussing this verse from the 10th canto of first chapter, verse number 4. Nimrit Pritrishwara Bhagiyamana, Bhagavad Shoka Mano Dhinama, Kavutama Shoka Dhinamavada, Punashwaradita Vinamashoka. So this verse uh, describes two types of devotees. One is completely free from material desire. Nivrita Trishya. Trishna means material desires. He is free from material desires, this category. So when these type of devotees are they free from material uh, attachments whatsoever, they can relish Krishna, holy name. They, when, when people like Prabhupada, when they worship deities, they actually worship Krishna. And because they see Krishna. Because no material desire is nothing in between. When they reach in Bhagavatam, fifth candle doesn't build it. Huh? For us, fifth candle is too much. 
eagles flying from one planet to another. There's too much of information. We can't speak to people. We hide it. We have to hide it because we ourselves are greatest. Really, how can eagles fly from one planet to another? Eat elephants. We haven't seen anything, experienced anything. Shri Jayanthi was saying, you know, Matsya Dev is coming eight miles long, eight million miles long. I tried, and he told me yesterday to put in calculation and stuff. I said, can't do too much. You know, how do you? Then what is the length of the planet? What is the diameter of the planet? Or whatever. It just didn't make. Just didn't put it in my calculation, and I changed my thought process. I started taking this class. There's too much of calculation. So if these things will will naturally be an obstacle for us to experience the Krishna consciousness because of too much Krishna, too much material desire. Mm-hmm. And it said that Krishna is unlimited and Krishna is also unlimited. Krishna is unlimited and material desire is also unlimited. But the 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 proportion we reduce our Krishna our material desire, that from that proportion we can experience Krishna also. Mm-hmm. So then, the second type of devotee mentioned in that verse is mostly our identity, where where that devotee uh, takes the holy name, the traditional bhagavata, and all the aspects as oshani, as medicine. And if that can be taken seriously, then nevertheless, that that state can be achieved. So, um, so for this, uh, these are some of the points I just thought. Uh, from this world, where the Supreme Lord, who is very difficult to locate, difficult to understand his activities, if from uh, uh, from the platform of taking this as medicine, we can gradually rise and reduce our Krishna material desire, then Krishna can be experienced. So I'll just stop here and see the question and comments. Jai Jai Jai